Hello and welcome to Beyond the Bio. Today I am joined by a previous guest, which is Jenny Smith. Jenny, you may remember from episode two, who was talking to us all about the benefits of networking and how to network. That episode has been downloaded a lot. It's actually the second most downloaded episode of the show so far. And I was thinking with it being the new year, it would be great to have Jenny back on to really get into networking in 2024 so to look at the trends to discuss how to set goals for networking is that even possible and to get some more hints and tips from Jenny so let's get stuck in so great to have you back I've been wanting to get you back for a while because when I'm out and about chatting to people about the podcast they often mention the episode that you were on talking about all the essentials of networking and we've said at the time that you must come back so what better opportunity than to get you back and with this episode being out in January I think it's really cool to actually just have a bit of a focus on networking in 2024. Love it absolutely love it good to have you back and yeah I think a lot of people in January have that whole thing around setting goals you're gonna have these resolutions and I'm going to do this and I'm gonna do that and business-wise it might be that if they're in a job that they want to go and find another one and they want to do a bit of networking around how to find opportunities or if they're a business owner it might be just that they want to be a bit more out there and, and develop their network in all sorts of different ways to increase their business so so many reasons why people might want to focus on networking this year let's have a chat about all things networking in in 2024 first off do you think there are going to be any trends that we're going to see in networking is networking a trend-led industry yeah i think like anything like like you said this time of year so on an annual kind of trend basis usually after the summer holidays so like september october and then beginning of the year january february is when people go absolutely bonkers for networking events they come back after the holidays whether it's the summer or the christmas and they're like right what am i doing i'm invigorated or i've reset some new goals like you said and i want to get out there and then start attending events so it's super busy that time of year it tends to then die off as people's stamina throughout the year kind of dies and then it happens again and then it runs on those cycles. Interestingly though, I think this year, this year is gonna be a really interesting year for networking. There's been a massive shift obviously since lockdown. And I think even last year, 23, it was still very raw. And there was still quite, even a lot of people who weren't going out to networking events, the organizers of events were kind of recovering from what happened and trying to get back into the groove. and people's appetite for events has really changed. So people are expecting more basically. So it's harder to get bums on seats than it's ever been because getting people out of the house with shoes on and fully clothed and like, it's a lot of effort since lockdown. And the hosts are seeing that, they're seeing like drop down rates are bigger. You used to maybe have a dropout rate. If it was a free event, if you had a hundred people booked onto an event, you'd maybe get like 20 people not attend. It's more like 40 or 50 now. It's it's high, it's hard. So it's harder to get people out and to events, but people are expecting more. They want more in return from that effort of travel, the effort of putting the time in to go and physically be there. So a big trend for me, I think that's going to be coming apparent this year is that the hosts are going to have to really showcase that return on investment from attending from the get-go it's not just enough to put on a free buffet 
it's not just enough to even put on a free bar anymore that used to be more than enough to get people people want more than that so it's a big focus i think this year on knowledge transfer which means a lot of speaking opportunities which is fantastic obviously for people who are wanting to raise their profile further by rather than just tending events put yourself forward as the speaker it's a great way to get that additional wraparound promotion before the event and afterwards as well so a lot more kind of focus on knowledge transfer focus on a big takeaways and things i think the value proposition has to shift in order to get the people to the places and thinking about that from an organizer's point of view what do you think around people charging for events do you think that's more likely to get people coming along the paid some cash the more likely to rock up absolutely i think from an organizer's perspective it reduces the risk because even if people drop out you're not going to lose 20 heads worth of buffet food that you've paid for it's already covered but it also it shifts people's minds in terms of they're more committed to attend like you say because oh i've paid for it i'm not going to just not go but it also it's a perception of value as well if things are free and free events often are great for startups and small businesses who are like really they're hustling they haven't got money to be spending on 100 pounds for a dinner event but if that's not your target market, that's not where you need to be anyway. If your target market is the people who are spending £100 on a dinner ticket, instead of spending hours and hours and hours at events that your target market aren't at, you're better off actually investing that £100 to go to that one dinner, to be in the room full of the right people and just spending less time. Again, it's that return on investment that people need to be more strategic about. And I think not just from the host perspective, putting a price tag on, but from the delegates perspective, thinking about, right, who are you targeting? Do they have the money to be spending on these events? If the answer is no, go to the free ones. If the answer is yes, then invest that money and go to one really good event rather than going to 20 ones that it's not the right place for you. So definitely price tags going to be a big it's a power play as well. A lot of people like to be seen at events with high price tags because it sends this message to the market. You're laughing because you know, it sends this message to the market. It's like, I can afford to be here. It increases people's perception of their social capital. They can take selfies there. It's that kind of thing as well. So the social media is really influencing where people want to be seen to be, which is, which is interesting. It's funny because I've got a few different hats on, I guess, when I'm thinking about networking, because as you know, I co-host City Ladies with a couple of friends and it's either 20 quid or 25 quid to come along to that. And we sell out every single month for Newcastle. London is a bit a bigger space, but that, you know, we sell a lot of tickets to that. But every single month, there's people that don't come every single month, which is so frustrating because yeah. it sells out. And every time the week before we have people going into the group saying, oh, is anyone selling their ticket? Please, can I buy one? I really want to yeah. come. And then there's a few swaps go on, which is ace. We have a bit of chat there. There's always people that don't show up on the day. And I just think, oh, this is frustrating, but it's hard. There's, there's a number of different factors. So networking is a very vulnerable activity. We put ourselves in a position of vulnerability where we could potentially experience social rejection, which terrifies us as humans and understandably so. And our tolerance for vulnerability changes depending on what's going on in our lives. So if someone's feeling really confident, they're having a good successful week, they're feeling, you know, amazing. They've got a higher tolerance level for that potential rejection. Whereas if someone's having a really tough time, things aren't working out, their confidence levels are maybe a bit lower. They're going to look for excuses 
you know, the weather's bad, I can't park anywhere, I'm having a bad hair day, whatever it is, we look for excuses and we look for barriers if we're not mentally in the right place to put ourselves in those positions. Probably going to go slightly off piece here, but you've just totally prompted a thought in me around November 2023. I was on the way to burnout, and I, and I think I totally hit burnout just before Christmas. And I'm literally like, today is the first day I've started feeling human for about three weeks. But in the run up to hitting that burnout point, I was really aware of it. There were so many things going on, and I felt like the way you've just described there, it was the Entrepreneurs Forum conference. So I'd paid, I don't know how much is that, 150 quid, 200. And I bought a ticket and I was excited to go. And there's always awesome people that go to those events. And I was looking forward to going. And that week was just a brutal week with all sorts of things going on. And I just wasn't feeling it at all. And I woke up that morning and I felt really anxious. It was just this build up to this burnout. And I just thought, I can't go. I'll go because I'm not going to be me. I'm not going to be sort of bouncing in and wanting to chat to people. And much as I was excited to listen to the speakers, a big part of going to that conference for me is the interaction with other people, new people, that exciting time to chat to people. And I just thought, if I go, I'm forcing myself to go. And if I go, I'm going to just be going to not waste the money on the ticket. And actually, I might end up presenting myself in a way that's not me or not how I'd want to present at that kind of event. That could be detrimental. So I didn't go. I think it was probably the right decision that day, yeah. if I'm on it. It was yeah. the right decision. But it was interesting. You really felt like that before. I'm normally kind of, yeah, I'm there and looking forward to these things. And it just, yeah, it just felt like that that week. Sometimes you've got to just make that call. And absolutely, if you are not in the right space, forcing yourself to do something and it's just not worth it, you can go next year. There's always going to be another event. And sometimes dropouts, it's for that purpose. And that's absolutely the right purpose. Other times it's other things and, you know, life happens. But like you say, you give away a lot of energy and a lot of yourself and you're representing yourself and your business. And if you've got that level of self-awareness that you know that you're not in the right headspace to do that, then that's absolutely the right thing. I think something else that's going to come out of, of this year, 24, is that hosts are having to increase their own awareness of individuals and things like that and being more aware of that. There's a lot more around making events more inclusive and whether that's on the mindset of for neurodiversity, for creating more diverse networks. And I think hosts are having to think more along those lines and trying to design events in a way that really help and support people because people are using networking events not just for business, they're using it for mental, emotional support. So as remote working's taken off and people are working either independently or hybrid or they're working completely remotely, people are now using networking opportunities as a way of getting social interaction and that community. They're using that more than ever. So I think we're going to see a lot more niche networks where networks are being created. Obviously, you get women-only events. Even culturally, you get networks that exists within cultures but I think there's going to be really like niche networks that start coming out really specifically for specific people where they can go and feel they're accepted before they even get there if that makes sense they feel they belong because I think people are using networks in a very different way now which is interesting so if someone's listening and they're thinking about setting networking goals have you got any ideas to sort of get them on their way around what kind of goals they might set depending on where they are in their networking journey so maybe an example of a goal someone could set if they've never done any networking or they're absolutely terrified about it versus maybe someone that's a bit more well networked 
Absolutely. It's going to totally differ. And it depends on where they are in their business journey as well, in their career. Always begin with what your objectives are. So what do you want to get from attending events? Because as I said, there's loads of different things. There's business development. And if within business development, right, who are your clients? You've maybe got different target markets. Who are they? What do they look like? Where do they hang out? What kind of events are they going to be going to? Looking at the price of the event, is it membership fee-based? Is it open? All those different characteristics are going to be a really good indicator on finding the right events, especially when it comes to your target market. But also things like mental, emotional support. So when it comes to things like that, looking for networks where you do feel you belong and people with shared characteristics is really important. I'd throw in a curveball to that. And on the opposite side, I'd say... Think about networking diversely, especially if you are more established in your networking journey. If you're just starting out networking, you've never been to an event in your life, then looking for ones where you feel you have things in common with people, it's going to be easier. Look at the topic of the theme. If you know the topic or theme quite well, or it's where you, you know, your space, go there to start with so you know how to interact and the etiquette and you build up the confidence. If you're more confident in the act of going networking, then you need to think diversely. If you only go out and talk to people who know the same things as you, you're never going to learn anything new and we're never going to spark innovation and you're never going to find new markets that you can expand into. So going outside of your comfort zone and start attending events where you get to meet people who are so different to you. And like, I push myself to do this quite often. Like I went to through uni I answered an email and went to like a full day horticultural workshop or something I don't know all my plants are from Ikea anyway I haven't got a clue how to keep plants alive but I went along and I'm like in my like pink coat and like hi and everyone's in like work and I was like I have no idea about any of this but I do want to learn to like just excuse me if I if I ask a lot of questions and I had the best day and I learned so much stuff and I learned a lot about environments in regards to growing plants that actually is really applicable to business and it was really interesting so going out and networking more diversely outside your comfort zone that's where the real magic happens that's where the innovation happens the problem solving taking solutions from other areas whether it's agriculture or ai or whatever it is and applying it into your business that that's where like the awesome stuff happens So the diversity thing then, I guess, is a super thing for more experienced networks to be thinking about just to mix it up and whatnot. I've got a question for you that's related to, you know, my own goals for this year. Totally set yet, because as I said, I've been totally ill on Christmas. (laughs) But I want to have a bit of a year of no. So saying no to stuff and being super choosy about what I go to. So I think what you've already said, I think, is valid around me evaluating you know what I should be going to but my query is this whenever I go to anything then quite often what will happen is someone will say or someone will get in touch afterwards and say let we really should go for a coffee now that is lovely sometimes it's lovely a lot of the time actually to be fair however I'm at a point now where that happens a lot and if I said yes to all of them I would literally just be having coffees all the time and then I would just be totally overwhelmed with all the stuff that I've got to do so my question is how do you how can you find out in a really polite and diplomatic way whether it's worth having coffee with someone when you are limited for time so for me if I'm saying yes to coffees with people at the moment really it needs to be bringing something in for the business because if it's not 
it's not where I want to focus this year. And that sounds pretty brutal. And I don't really want to say to someone getting in touch for a coffee, look, are you going to buy anything from me or what? Because that's a bit rude, isn't it? So how do you handle things like that where it's a bit fluffy? I know exactly what you mean. And there's a couple of options that I would go with on that. So one, instead of doing a coffee, just do a 20 minute call. Just be like, oh, I'm booking in loads of calls at the minute. People use those Calendly, you know, that you've got the calendars and then just send them a link and they can book in their own 20 minute calls and just be like, oh, you know, I'm having to be at the office a lot. So let's have a quick call and we can chat. And it becomes more like speed, speed networking, essentially 20 minutes. Lovely. You haven't had to travel anywhere. It's like, so I've got a friend in London and she had a couple of years of being single and she was like, I can't be doing Tinder dates, getting dressed up for dinner. It's so expensive and it's a waste of time. So she would first date, walk in the park on a lunch break, get a coffee, 20 minute walk. And then you know whether or not there's something there or not. And you've not missed an opportunity, but you've also not spent two hours getting dressed up to go for a dinner. Do you know what I mean? And it's not exactly the same, but having those 20 minute kind of discovery calls and using something like Calendly where it doesn't have the admin burden as well for you, that can be a really nice time and cost effective way. Another option, so what I like to do is if you're going to a networking event and someone wants to meet you, say, oh, actually, I'm going to this networking event. Let's have a chat while we're there. Or we can have a coffee afterwards or beforehand. And then the time that you were investing anyway in either going to it or traveling to it, then you're just having a little wraparound. So again, it's not taking a chunk out of your day. It's just a little extension of something that you were already going to do. That can be a lot easier. It's making better use of your time, really, isn't it? Because like, I've been really mulling this over lately because sometimes I've gone for a coffee with someone because I fancy going for a coffee with them because yeah. they're good crack. And then it has actually turned into something business-related. Yeah. So you just don't know. But my challenge this year is that I just haven't got the time to do those meetings without knowing it, there's some benefit to something that I'm working on. And it's really hard because that sounds quite cutting. And I think as well, when I think about when I was starting out in business and I was asking people for coffees because I wanted to pick their brain and a lot of people were very kind to me. So you want to give that back and you want to pay it forward. But it is. And especially on the topic of like burnout and stuff, you need to keep your time and energy safe, but you also want to keep those doors open because Going for a coffee is networking. That's networking. Having lunch with someone's networking. You're nurturing relationships. But sometimes in our careers, in our journeys or what have you, sometimes you're going to have that freedom and space to be like, yeah, let's have coffee. Let's have coffee. Let's go for coffee. Whereas other times you're like, actually, at the minute, I can't. But let's have a 20-minute call. We can jump online. Tell me what you're up to. I'll tell you what I'm up to. And we can just catch up. And then you're connected virtually online as well. So it's just doing it in ways that suit that time and it's going to change as your business changes. I'm going to try a few different things out over the next month and see how I get on with it. Let us know how you go, yeah. Well, I shall. Just before we finish up, what about you? Have you got any networking goals for this year? Oh, that's a good question. So, do you know what? I'm quite bad. I'm not bad in that, like, a lot of the events that I go to, I'm speaking at which is wonderful because it's really time and cost efficient. Everyone I speak in front of gets to hear like my passion, hopefully for networking and they learn some stuff and then they can be potential clients, which is great. But actually I need to, and want to do more experiencing of events this year, how I used to, which was simply as a delegate. So my PhD research is moving on and now I'm starting to collect more data. And part of that 
is experiencing networking events as a delegate, either business events or academic events. And the idea is that I'm going to be collecting kind of a personal reflective journal of each event and then being able to compare the two so that that's kind of a form of data comparison between what it's like to go to a networking event for business versus academia. So I think a goal for me this year is going to be just stripping it back and just going to networking events as a delegate rather than going because it's a very different experience. You know, hosting an event versus just attending an event, very different experience. I know a lot of people who have hosted events for years who cannot attend other people's events as a delegate because it scares the produce out of them because they feel like they've lost their identity and their like kind of purpose. So it's a different experience that, again, that's going to be one of my goals this year. Do more of that. Nice. I like it. And tell us a little bit about NetNo before we finish, just in case anyone's coming across you for the first time. Well, welcome. Hello, welcome. NetNo is all about helping people network smarter. So I create networking strategies for people, for businesses. I teach networking skills to organizations, to academics, to individuals. I work with people to help them improve that return on investment from networking. And yeah, I just love it. A bit obsessed with it. Awesome. And we will pop a link to that in the show notes so that you can use that to find some events to go to and some tips and advice, etc. So awesome. Thanks so much, Jenny. Thanks, Sophie. Thank you for listening. If you're serious about growing your profile, take our free profile assessment quiz to see where you're at right now and get hints and tips on how to improve your score. You'll find the link to the quiz in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, it would be mint if you'd subscribe, like, and leave a review. See you next Monday.